As you can imagine, <laughs> this quickly grew to be unmanageable. gentlemen welcome to make before break the podcast about doing meaningful work my name is frank and i'm not screwing up the intro this time and i'm joined by my name is angelo and i am really really impressed by how far a little planning goes when you're trying to kick off anything <laughs> what's new today <laughs> frank what's new ah nothing much nothing much um I got some new toys in that uh, that I've been playing with. Like literally and... toys or like another backpack? <laughs> like literally toys. But actually, speaking of toys, there's this one thing that I've been like, I've been ha- like, I have my eye on and uh, mm-hmm. it's called, so it's called the Stream Deck. Yes. Have you ever, by Elgato. have you heard about this thing? Yeah, by Elgato. Yep. I have my seen it. My goodness. This thing looks amazing. So you have not gotten one yet. I have not gotten one yet. And I'm like, I'm in that phase where it's like in my Amazon cart and I'm checking like every other day to see, I don't know if the price would magically drop or something. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. And if I remember correctly, they have uh, different sizes. Um, Could be handy. I don't do like Twitch streaming or whatever or live coding or anything like that um but it does sound like it could be fun um it's just like a lot of money for a toy that i don't really need well i shouldn't say toy but you know for a peripheral that i don't really need when i see this thing i think like wow this is like the perfect tool for automation and all of that stuff having like an extra keyboard with like visual keys um that you can like trigger like workflows like either like keyboard maestro macros or like alfred workflows or whatever oh man yeah it does seem pretty cool that's for sure but i mean you've got the touch bar (laughs) all right so moving right along an interesting thing happened to me uh last week okay so, um, do you use a delivery tracker? Yeah, uh, June Clouds Deliveries is the app of choice on iOS and Mac for me. Hey, me too. Perfect. <laughs> All <laughs> right, exactly but there are a bunch of good about. ones. There are there are plenty of good ones. Uh, that's just the one that I've been using for the past, I don't know, many, many, many years. Yeah, same here. So, I accidentally like archived something that I was waiting for. Um, and then I needed to like go into the archive to unarchive it. And I noticed like I started like scrolling through the list of, mm-hmm. you know, packages that I have received in the past. And wow, I thought it was like that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. You know, seeing like the past, like, I don't know, two, three years through the lens of the packages that I have received. That's interesting. And, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of got me thinking, like, isn't it weird how applications sometimes maybe inadvertently create this sort of, like, history? You know, they kind of have, like, this memory of your life through a certain lens. Yeah. I thought I, I just thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you know, like there was this whole uh, debacle a few years ago with the location uh, sort of, was it like an XML file or something on your iPhone where it's basically tracking everywhere you've gone, everywhere that you've been uh, to pretty precise coordinates. Um, and, you know, so like an example of your devices or your software keeping track of a history of yours. But there are apps that use this kind of thing to to great effect. Like day one is a good one, a, a good example of this. Uh, it, it can access that kind of activity feed as well as like photos or whatever that are just kind of like being generated like this, this, this trail, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it can just pull that in and you can create manually entries from that, you know, but you can also, uh, there was a, a scripting little uh, utility that I think it was Brett Terpstra made. He's popular on our, on our podcast lately um, that, called Slogger. And, and that would <laughs> run a script on your Mac every day um, automatically and, and just pull in things like blog posts that you wrote or tweets that you had sent or I think like GitHub commits and stuff like that. So, you know, you could collect this whole, um, you know, just sweep all of the digital detritus that you're generating into a single app, you know, that you could that you could look back on and stuff, which was kind of neat, you know. It, it does um, add like almost metadata to your journal in a sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Capturing a moment. It's funny. Speaking of day one, I always like my view of day one has always been this, like, you know, this app where you go in and you press like new entry and then you, you write the journal, you know, Mm -hmm. you write the journal entry and then you save it. But, uh, it seems like everyone else who uses day one, I mean, a, they do that. But they also, you know, pull a lot of other stuff in as well to kind of like automate that process. Yeah, the um, the slogger script I don't think works anymore with Day One. Uh, it hasn't been updated in several years, uh, and Day One itself has started adding some of those features to be able to pull in via APIs um, mm. certain things from various services. But you know, when you can write against your own API, it's always a little bit. Um, a little bit easier, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. Um, and it also kind of, you know, you, you, <laughs> it's funny because I don't really use day one for that uh, kind of thing. Uh, I, I keep trying to, but I end up writing my notes more or like journal entries, diary entries in a notebook with a pen, as we've talked about a few times. Mm-hmm. At least once an episode, uh, I, I'm required by the Notebook <laughs> Mafia to to mention notebooks. Um, but you know, uh, I don't know if you do this, but I I remember a couple of weeks back, maybe a couple of months back, on the Back to Work podcast, there was this discussion of like keeping a journal calendar, like an environment calendar and a journal calendar. Environment calendar is like stuff that I need to know about, but like. I can't do anything about so like garbage Mm -hmm. pickup or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. And then 
Um, a journal calendar being something like, okay, birthdays can go there and anniversaries or like the day I launched this new app or the day I started a new job or, you know, whatever, like little events that you want to look back on and, and check out, you know, like it, and, and it, it struck me that I don't really do that. Uh, um, but I, you know, I guess because I'm writing about this stuff, it's, still kind of tracked somewhere i like i like the idea of a journal calendar like i find that pretty cool but i don't see myself you know opening my calendar and looking back on the 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 posts that i wrote you know what i mean yeah that's that's exactly it for me as well uh what i've found um if it weren't for the weekly retrospectives and, you know, like annual retrospectives and stuff that we do, uh, I don't think I would go back even in the journals that I, the the notebooks that I keep, you know, um, I'm just not somebody that goes back and reviews things unless I have to like, it, it's more like I keep these things in case I need them later. Like I'm actually, um, right. preparing, uh, for my taxes this year. So, you know, I'm going back and making sure that I've gotten every invoice that I need to expense in there and and stuff like that. So, you know, I keep an archive of that stuff, but otherwise, no, not at all. Uh, (laughs) You know, like, I I, I wonder why I even bother with half of the stuff that I archive, you know? I don't look at old photos, really, you know? So is it just that, like, digital hoarding (laughs) is really easy, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) digital hoarding. If if anything, I'm I'm definitely a digital hoarder. Yeah, I have a I have a NAS full of stuff that you know I never really access because you said NAS, right? Like you have a network attached storage, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. It's Monday afternoon, (laughs) evening, and I'm really tired um yeah yeah it's it's the same with me uh i um and you know like it's it's weird i maybe because of the fact that i go don't go back and look at this stuff um i don't really have a problem declaring gtd bankruptcy or whatever in omnifocus where i could just go in and blow away everything that's in there and, and start fresh or or you know maybe uh, you know, we were talking about mind mapping last episode and how I mm-hmm. have a hard time getting started with it because I tend to need to see things a little more organized and in a systematic place. Mm-hmm. So maybe the reason that, you know, I tend to do the fresh start on uh, in OmniFocus or whatever is because I don't like seeing it all messy and I have a better idea. So I just like go tabula rasa and and clear the slate which is kind of a relation to technical debt i guess you know like i'm I'm doing the same thing with my uh, ios app per like it, it's really badly written so i'm just rewriting it from scratch um hey yeah well you know whatever um but yeah i i don't do you ever go back and look is there any specific type of thing that you ever go back and look on or like that you've archived. So I've been so I've been thinking about this and 
I think one case I will as it pertains to like the 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 calendar if that's something mm. that you could automate I think something that would be brilliant for doing a yearly retrospective sure you know if you have this calendar where you can go back and say you know how many articles have I written how many uh I don't know how many tweets have I tweeted <laughs> you know, gather right, sure. gather the stats all the important the, things all the important metrics of hashtag content right well you were keeping a content calendar at some point weren't you yes but i don't this isn't something that you know i go back on and right and, exactly uh, it's more like when was my last dentist appointment because uh you know uh, I, I need to schedule another one, that kind of thing that I tend to look right. for. Or uh, when did we do this? Oh, yeah, it was the same day that uh, we had to um, go over for a family dinner or whatever, which is going to be on my calendar. I put a lot of things on my calendar, uh, but that's just so As I you should. Well, it's so <laughs> that I don't forget to do them. Um, I feel like more people could put more things on their calendars. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would rather not have something on my calendar than have a like just a one-line note that says meeting on my calendar with no details or anything, you know? So, I, I, somebody was saying that they did that as a joke where they uh just put the word meeting on somebody's calendar, work calendar for like 9 a.m. or something. And oh. so the alarm went off and they were all just like, uh, the the owner of that calendar was just super confused and didn't know what this was about and didn't even know who to get in touch with to see what meeting he was missing, which sounds like a terrible, terrible prank to play on somebody. But, you know, whatever. At least at least they didn't put it at like 7.30 a.m. Yeah, exactly. That far worse. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's weird. I, I just don't go I, to the point that I, I don't even really go and, um, like my downloads folder is one of those things that collects all kinds of junk. I'd never go and check that out. Half the time I download stuff and I don't even open it. Angelo, I have the solution for you. Do you? I actually did this like fairly recently maybe a couple weeks ago okay so i went into the preferences for safari Mm -hmm. and i changed the downloads folder to be my desktop that's stressful and this has made this has been an incredible change (laughs) it's made my life so much easier and i'll tell you why yeah so in the past I would literally, like, work out of my downloads folder. Like, it was pretty bad. All kinds of stuff would accumulate there. Sometimes I would download, like, sample projects and then, like, make changes to them. And then later on, I'd be looking for code snippets or things that I've written in the past. And I'd have to, like, you know, rummage through my downloads folder. It was, like, it was awful. There was all kinds of stuff in there. However, Uh now, since I've changed it, to my desktop it's made it so like i don't know about you but to me like my desktop needs to be you know clean and pristine like yeah it it needs to look good 
because that stuff is always in my face. Um, yeah, it's like sacred real estate, you know? You, you don't mess exactly. with that. Exactly. You don't want to have like 50 icons, you know, yelling at you for your attention. Right. You know, like that's not where they belong. You should put them in their place. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, anyways, I've I've developed like this habit of you know cleaning off my desktop once, maybe every other day. Okay, I'm not I'm not quite ready to say every day, <laughs> right? But you know, once every other day, my desktop becomes clean, and this has made it so like, and the combination of these two things, having the downloads folder be my desktop and having my desktop cleaned every other day has made it so there's far less stuff there's far less useless stuff that sticks to my computer and the useful stuff actually gets moved somewhere where i can find it in the future yeah and and have you been using that in conjunction with your sort of like para methodology exactly okay exactly well that's cool yeah and it's actually i've i've found that it made you know this whole like you know like this whole like accumulation of online crap sure uh, it's made it a lot more manageable so i'm uh i was mentioning that i use hazel and Hazel, by default, ships with a bunch of rules for your downloads fo- folder, which is mm-hmm. really handy. So it can say, like, um, anything that's been added, like, as a new item to your downloads folder, add the blue label to it, you know? Or if it's an old item, which is to say, like, it's been in there for more than four weeks, turn it red. Or no longer news, like, it's a day old, so remove that blue label. Um, which is cool, but I think I might even go in <laughs> and, and threaten myself with like, if it's been here longer than 30 days, delete it. Cause, <laughs> well, cause what I've realized is that, um, if I'm downloading something, it's either because I need to do it, do something with it right away. Right. Uh, like I said, I was, um, I've been working on, um, some year end tax stuff. So like downloading invoices to drop into FreshBooks and okay, fine. Um, I'm, I'm dealing with that immediately, you know, archiving it and, and adding it mm-hmm. to, to the, the web service. So that's done. But then I have all these other things that have just been kind of lying around there, like, you know, sketch library files or, um, like when you accidentally hit command S on a web page and you, you know, are too quick and download like a web archive of, of the, whatever site you're <laughs> exactly. on and you're like, damn it, <laughs> I meant to, to hit that keyboard shortcut on another app, but whatever. Anyways, so stuff like that just tends to accumulate or, uh, DMG files or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. those just kind of live in there for a while. Because you're not really thinking about them. So, yeah, I think I might just set up something in, in Hazel to do that. Yeah, and I think what's nice about the change is that it makes these things a lot easier to deal with, right? Because you're still in the context of, yeah, you know, like, you know why you've downloaded this thing. Exactly. And you know if it needs to be, you know, set aside or if you need to 
upload it to FreshBooks or whatever. Right, right. And another thing that I've noticed is that I tend to not download things unless I'm going to do something with them right away. So if I find an interesting uh, article or, you know, font or whatever, I'm not downloading it. I tend to put it more on a, um, a tracking list. Say like, oh, go check this out at some point. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll be useful. So maybe that is helping uh, as an outboard brain kind of thing, you know, like to, to keep track of these things while keeping my downloads folder nice and, and clear. Right. Yeah, you see me, I would just download it and hoard it. Well, you know. Digital hoarders unite. Yeah, I just checked my downloads folder and there's nothing there. I don't think I can say the same for mine. Hang on, let me Uh-oh. let me check. There's There's five things there. Four actually. There's a zip file and That's it's unzipped bad. content. So there's four things and they're all from <laughs> They're all from over a year ago. Yeah, I think you can probably safely delete them but you know don't do that until you've actually checked them (laughs) now i have a another important question for you shoot when you save local documents do you put them on your desktop too you see this i've kind of i've kind of evolved um when when it comes to this okay in the past i used to have like essentially like a flat folder hierarchy in uh in documents essentially so i'd have like a bunch of folders in documents and that's where i would file stuff and you know i wasn't i wouldn't like discriminate against like you know oh this this there's only one file like does it deserve its own folder like yes it does sure (laughs) everything Everything, no matter how small, deserves at least, you know, it, it can deserve a folder. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. So, and it, as you can imagine, <laughs> this quickly grew to be unmanageable. Completely unmanageable. Sure. Where I would have um, one folder called like, like marketing ideas and another one called marketing documentation mm-hmm. and another one called like marketing templates. And then I'd be looking for uh so I, i'd be looking for like a specific document which i remember but you know like what which folder is it in like uh that was that was kind of a pain yeah for sure so now since moving to para what i've done is that those so those four folders um projects areas research and and archive um, so I have those four folders on my desktop. Okay. And that's it. So they're there. If I need to, like, if I need to access anything quickly, I can. But, you know, it's all nice and orderly. They're in the top left corner. Mm-hmm. And they're also numbered one, two, three, four. Right. So if I lay things out alph- alphabetically, whew, They'll be in the same spot every time. That's cool. Um, I've also gotten far less precious about the way I organize things. Um, Where, uh, for me, the difference hasn't been a new filing system, which, and I do plan on reading up on Para because it sounds quite interesting. But it's more um, 
smart naming, keeping things kind of in the same um, app, for example. So if I'm taking notes, it's mm-hmm. always in drafts. If I'm saving files, that's doesn't really matter because then I can just hit command space to call up Alfred, hit space, and then start typing the name of the file. And it doesn't really matter where it is. It'll Alfred will find it and open it in the right app. So that's mm-hmm. been um but it's been really good about helping me remove decisions from process. Do you know what I mean? Like is one less thing that I need to think about is where does this go? Like who cares? It's on yeah. it's on your hard drive somewhere, it's getting backed up, it's fine. Doesn't matter. You know? You'll you'll okay. find it. Uh, just by typing some of what the name of it is. So sensible naming is important, sure, but um, defining folder hierarchies like you were talking about uh, in in your past uh, becomes less important. So, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I think the only kind of hiccup I see with that is, let's say, for example you're gathering research for a topic, Mm -hmm. you're not going to remember what every individual item is, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's good for them to all be in the same place, ready to be uncovered. But even that, you know what? Sifted for gold. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Panning for, you know, value. uh, But even at that... um, what I'm finding is that I don't download reference materials. I tend to just like copy paste snippets of text into drafts or whatever. And and so I almost feel like I would use, like that's where I keep research. That's where I keep mm-hmm. uh, drafts of of articles that I'm writing. That's where I keep notes on, you know, random things. So I don't know if I really need... Um, if I really need a file system for that, but that doesn't mean I can't replicate the approach in an app. Let's put it that way. And I like that where you do the thinking beforehand and say like all notes are going here. Yeah. Cause I've definitely run into the problem where I have notes kind of spread out everywhere. Like, Oh, I would, I would create like these elaborate systems where these notes go in Apple Notes, but these notes, yeah, exactly. they go in Bear. And then these other notes, oh, I'll put those in Ulysses. Yeah, exactly. That, that just fell apart so quickly. So that's one of those things where I struggle when I find something, uh, like when I find an article online, you know? Mm-hmm. So do I send that to Pinboard to bookmark it? Do I send it to reading list for like offline reading? Do I send it to Feedbin as an archived page? Do I, you know, what do I do with that? I That's where right. I still, do I just, you know, I, I used to add it to a tracking list in OmniFocus. Is that the right option? So I'm still struggling with that. And this is where I think uh, your your paratechnique will, will come in handy uh even if it ends up being something like project stuff goes here and area stuff goes here and stuff like that you know research goes here um i think that 
uh, will be hopefully helpful, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I need to hoard stuff. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully helpful. Hopefully helpful. We're doing our best, Frank. We're doing our our best. So, yeah, hoarding. It's, it's uh, you know, so easy when it comes to digital files and digital clutter. But it's also really easy to get rid of it. And I, I would uh, challenge anyone to really think about, like, why you're hanging out to this stuff first. And then once you figure out what you need to keep... Use para, I guess. <laughs> and uh, just a quick side note on what we were mentioning before. Right. One of the things that kind of trips me up with, say, for example, um, choosing a single app to handle all notes mm-hmm. is that inevitably what's going to happen is a new notes app is going to come up. Yep. And you're going to want to use it, you know? You're going to want to download it and try it out and you know, give it a purpose, give it a meaning, give it a place in your life. Yeah, for And sure. then that's going to come and screw everything up. Then they're going to start charging you a subscription and you're going to be like, but I already <laughs> pay for like 13 other subscriptions to text editing apps. And oh my goodness, what's going on here? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. But you see there again, you're just hoarding apps. Just pick a text editor, stick with Vim. It's great. It does the thing. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm glad at least you understand my plight. I do. I, I absolutely do. So anything else you want to uh, talk about today or anything you want to, 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 uh, what? we need a better word for it. And then promote uh, anything you want to amplify, Frank. <laughs> amplify. I would like to amplify my Twitter. <laughs> come, come find me on at Frankacy, where I tweet about iOS and sometimes magic and sometimes Transformers. What about you, Angelo? Is there anything you want to? As always, just amplify. <laughs> As always. Uh... Just uh, go to my my site, angelostavro.com, and uh, see if there's anything interesting in there. I think you might find at least six words strung together that are useful to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Frank, thanks for spending some time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for being awesome, Angelo. Oh, thank you, too. We'll see each other next week. Sounds like a plan. Peace out, super friends. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left a review on iTunes. We don't do ads, so if you'd like to help offset our production costs, you can buy us a coffee. Links are in this episode's show notes. Visit us on the web at makebeforebreak.com, follow us on Twitter at makebeforebreak, or send an email to hello at makebeforebreak.com. Make before break.